0: This episode is also brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download at audibletrial.com slash Over 85,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. This episode is also supported by the Podshock podcast companion app for the iPhone, iPad, and iPod Touch, now available in the iTunes App Store. Live from on this day and in this place, it's Doctor Who, Podshock.
1: Dr. Who Shop. Okay, well, let's do it
0: no, <laughs> you now. Whatever it is, if it's valuable, send it to us. <laughs> <laughs>
1: For the best in all things Doctor Who, it's Doctor
2: Who Podshock, the podcast all about Doctor Who, the longest running science fiction television program. With Louis Trapani. Hello. Ken Deep. Hello. James Norton. Hello. News. Fabulous. Reviews. Oh no. And fan mail for James. Uh, 40,000. Doctor Who Podshock from the Gallifrey Embassy. You know, that guy James was really cool.
3: Oh, yeah, we blew that. I'm the Doctor, and who are you? This little girl, it's
4: all about her. What you are going to be, Melody, is very, very brave. Because there's someone coming. He's the last of his kind. He looks young, but he's lived for hundreds and hundreds of years. This man is your father. He has a name, but the people of our world know him better. As the last centurion.
3: I have a message and a question. A message from the doctor, and a question from me. Where is
5: my wife? What is the doctor's message?
3: Would you like me to repeat the question?
6: You're not supposed to stare at them. And if they think you're trying to see under their hoods, they'll kill you. Why are they called the headless monks? They can't really be headless. Time for my... Conversion tutorial. What's in the little boxes? Are you ready
4: to make a donation? Thank you, Parker. I won't be needing you again tonight.
5: Yes, my lady.
6: Another case cracked, are you?
4: Jack the Ripper has claimed his last victim.
6: How did you find him?
4: <sighs> Stringy, but tasty all the same.
7: Did somebody call for a
3: nurse? I just have to ask a and nurse. I serve a penance to restore the honour of my clone batch.
4: This is River Song back in cell. Oh. Are you boys dressing up as Romans now?
3: Dr Song, it's Rory. Sorry, have, have we met yet?
4: Yes, we've met. Hello, Rory. What's wrong? It's my birthday. The doctor took me ice skating on the River Thames in 1814, the last of the Great Frost Fairs.
8: He needs you.
3: Demon's run. How did you know?
4: I'm from his future. I always know.
3: They've taken Amy. And our baby. We're going after her, but he needs you too.
4: I can't. Not yet, anyway. Sorry? This is the battle of demons run. The Doctor's darkest hour. He'll rise higher than ever before and then fall so much further. I can't be with him till the very end. Why not? Because this is it. This is the day he finds out who I am. The Gallifrey Embassy
0: presents Doctor Who Podshock, episode 249. This is Luz Trapani, and joining me, well, returning to the show is Ken Deep. Hello, Ken. Hello. Welcome back. Good to have you back on the show.
7: Nice to be here.
0: Of course, the great pond is James Norton, also returning to the show. This is just like the episode we saw. Everyone's returning.
3: (laughs) Hey, sorry to uh, have uh, been away for a while. Was good to be back.
0: Well, you had a little, uh, well, excuse, (laughs) (laughs) a little time tot on your hands there.
3: Yeah, it's really cool.
0: Well, congratulations, (laughs)
3: time lord in the making. Thanks, mate.
0: (laughs) You you did check to make sure it's real. It's not a, um, a flash avatar.
3: Yes,
0: it's not. Wakey, wakey. As far as I know yet. <laughs> wakey, wakey. To check and make sure it's still there. Not a puddle of little milk there. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, also with us, also across the, the great pond there, is Mr. Dave AC Cooper.
8: Yes, a blue box came to me as well. Uh, it's nice to be with you guys. It's nice to have the whole team here. And a baby too. It's most apt. <laughs>
6: yeah.
8: <laughs> Three men and a baby.
6: <laughs> yeah.
7: Well, let's hope uh let's hope things work out a little bit better than that mayhem. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Didn't it <laughs> Leonard Nimoy direct that film?
7: Yeah, Leonard Nimoy did that one.
0: Ah, very uh, logical well we're we are here not to discuss baby well actually we are here to discuss babies and in fact
9: uh
0: as a matter of coincidence we're, we're here to review a good man goes to war so as always if you haven't seen this episode yet uh spoilers will be abound so let's sound the spoiler alert
4: spoilers spoilers again spoilers spoilers Spoilers. 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 Spoilers.
0: Spoilers. Okay, we're going to assume that you've seen this episode, so uh, basically everything spoilers. is um, <laughs> is accessible here on this episode, so you don't have to worry about spoilers. And, uh, Did
2: you say there would be spoilers?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, we had a... Well, last episode, we had some um, some spoilers for this episode that was spilled into the show. So um, as always, what we're here to do is uh, – but we don't have to worry about it this time because next week there is no new episode. But when we try to do these review shows, we try to um, focus it on the show that we're reviewing and, and not really get into what's going to come or, and, and get too much into speculation because you get into this whole spoiler, spoiler territory So therefore, but um, we have until uh, autumn before we return back to uh, the series, the second half of this 2011 series, so I don't think we have to worry about too much of that, though some of it's out there. This story that we're reviewing right now is the series, the half series finale, A Good Man Goes to War. It's directed by uh, Peter Hoare and written by Stephen Moffat, and it opens up on Demon's Way and... I don't know, somehow I, I think that would actually make a good title as well, but it's, obviously it's not. <laughs> it's it's one of those uh, long titles there, but it's anyway getting into the story itself it opens up and we uh it's it's similar to uh episode two of this series where some time has gone by since last episode and we're trying to uh piece together what's going on we're, we're somewhat lost and um but eventually the pieces fall into place and this is the first return uh as far as i can tell uh Of our Cybermen, really, because um, the Cybermen do make an appearance back. Now, this is uh, something that we knew as far as the Cybermen's return from a photograph that was released by the BBC before the series launched. So that was one of the bleeped out words in last episode so it's um but as I said that was released well ahead of time but the other one which was um just for those that were wondering was Santaran that was actually mentioned in our live li- in our last live show which um was uh bleeped out before when it went out on the feed so um that was the other one but we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to – since Ken had mentioned that he's calling in from work, I'm going to uh, give him his say now so in case he gets called away, he he won't lose out on his say. He on to
7: answer the question in the chat. No, I'm not supposed to be making phone calls while I'm at work, and I sneak one in on a Sunday to try to get these things in, and the last couple of weeks I've been prevented from doing so, but I – I think I've, I'm on the download here for a few minutes, so so I appreciate it, and and I haven't. I, I'm I'm supposing that we're going to. Uh, I'm guessing that we're going to do a, a half season overview, of the three of us, James, Lewis, and I, at some point. So when that happens, yeah, I'll be able to go in a little more detail about my my thoughts on the various episodes and the overall arc so far. But uh, as far as this episode goes, it was a lot of fun, which was probably exactly what it was meant to be. Uh, a lot of fun, and really we were waiting for the reveal on River, and for that point of view, uh, I give it four out of five TARDIS groans. I could be, I could, overall, my my issue, my take on, on a lot of what's gone on with so far in the season, and in particular with this episode, is that is it really a story it's really um it's really the the soap y part of of doctor who at this point almost like the x files did with their um with with their stories where they were having a, a the the conspiracy arc and there were stories and then there were conspiracy stories and sometimes when you have an arc like that, you don't have necessarily a single standalone story, and and that's the way I feel about this. There's still a lot of knots left untied in the story. We're still waiting for more answers. Moffat promised an incredible half-season cliffhanger that would totally take us off guard. Mm, Okay. Where was it? If by that you mean kidnapping of the baby, that's not really what I was thinking. I would think a, a spectacular half-season finale that no one would guess would be Peter Davison showing up, or something monumental like that. I don't. That that's really where I'm. I'm nitpicking about stuff like this. That's really my only take on it. It's still fun. It was still a, just a fantastic fun thing. We were waiting to hear about River. We got what we wanted, but I also think that. We're, I'm waiting for the rug to get pulled out from underneath us with that as well. So so there's my, my take on it. I also wanted to send a, um, a quick plug out for Fraser Hines coming into New York City, by the way. Um, he's coming in on Friday, July 8th for the first ever New York City-related Doctor Who appearance to just about everybody's knowledge, including his. And if you need details on that, it's at www.whoyork.com. And it's um, something that Barnaby and I had worked out to uh, to bring him into New York and bring his um, time-traveling Scott one-man show that you saw at Gallifrey out here to New York.
3: Oh, very good. Awesome. Cheers, Ken.
7: Yes, cheers. I'm looking forward to 250, by the way, a big super-de-duper episode with any luck.
3: Yeah, we'll have to. to Every episode us. of
0: Doctor H- H- Parcak is super duper.
3: Well, of uh, course, but well, yeah, you know. will hopefully be super, <laughs> super
7: duper. <laughs> well, I'll look forward from, uh, from an, for an email from one of the two of you, or if not both of you, arranging our schedules accordingly for that. So, I'm going to sure. mute the phone so I can listen to the show um, and enjoy the rest of the show and and cheers, boys.
0: Well, cheers, thank you, Ken. Speak to you soon. cheers. Yeah, we are, as we discussed last episode, we are uh, going to be doing a wrap-up episode on a, a live show, which will probably be in a couple of weeks because of um, BBC America's um, lapse in judgment and um, delaying it a week for U.S. and therefore Canada as well. So this will give a week for everyone to uh, – for those that are lagging behind to catch up. And then um, uh, we can um, – We'll probably have a um, an extra episode out as well, and we can um, perhaps another wrap up series. Uh, um, anyway, we'll, we'll we'll as we go along, we'll work that out. But that's that might be on um, Saturday, the day before Father's Day, which is um, I think just one day shy of two weeks from today.
3: The
8: nineteenth
3: of June. It is here in the UK. Is it the same in the States?
0: Uh, I don't have my calendar open, but it sounds right.
8: Is it,
0: is it Mother's Day the the holiday? It is the nineteenth? Yeah, f- oh, the oh, so uh, we may do it on our on the Gallifreyan Embassy's anniversary, which is the eighteenth. So
3: oh, okay, um,
0: stay tuned for that. that. We'll have details on our website, Podshock.net, So um, stay tuned for that and keep checking there. We'll tweet out when it's going to be out as well. So. If you're not following us on Twitter, it's at Podshock. You can follow us there. So getting back to A Good Man Goes to War, as I was um, leading up to before we see, the, which is, as far as I know... Because it's it's mentioned that this is the twelfth Cyber Legion, and um, as far as I know, they didn't slip into Pete's world. So I'm going to have to assume either it's our Cybermen that we see on screen here, and or if it is Pete's world Cybermen, then they they leet into our universe. But I'm going to have to assume that it's our universe, and uh, this is the the later incarnation of of they're slightly different, but they're similar to obviously they're not going to redesign the Cybermen all over again when they were, you know, to save on course, they're using the same uh, basically the same costumes. It was good to see, you know, the, the C is definitely removed from, which I think was the case last time, if I recall correctly that I think that they were they had that C removed from their chest which um, is a good thing. Rory is there and Rory has some backbone, which is good to see as well. <laughs> so, uh, but that uh, sort of brings me up to the the websites had photos of Cybermen and Solorians and Centaurians, um, Well, Sontarian. Uh But it's, I don't know, why did they have all the stuff on the website? If they, if they deliberately didn't show a trailer for this episode, uh, why give so much away as far as, you know, what characters or what races will be seen in this story? But I guess that's water under the bridge now. Moffat plays with the idea of the baby's identity throughout this whole episode. Uh, even I, I did see the. If you have a chance to see, it's on our website. The quote prequel, and I waited till after this episode was over. After I seen this episode before I, I saw the prequel, so it was actually in the in in a real sense it was a prequel for me. So even in that, they toy with the idea of, of the baby's father, in the identity of the baby's father there, and insinuating, you know, throwing you, a, you know. I guess a curveball, you know, thinking that it's going to be the doctor's child as well. And, and this story opens up in a similar fashion where Amy is describing the doctor's father and the description is deliberately written so that it sounds like the doctor until um, it's uh, the last centurion, which is obviously Rory. Someone else, we also on our website, there's a forum on our site that has a, a thread there about... Um, about this story, and as well as someone had posted there, because there's a two characters in this story which are a gay couple, and someone had. Why is it every time that their gay characters represented in Doctor Who, someone out there in fandom screams out? homosexual agenda.
3: or <laughs> yeah, gay agenda.
0: I think yeah. there
8: are two gay couples in this one though. Well,
0: it's well, it's implied it's with it uh, wasn't it? With yeah, Biberian it's it's pr- like pretty much heavily heavily implied with the, the the other the what's her uh, madam Ves- Vestra, I think, character's name. And she was playing this sort of like Sherlock Holmes type of character and her Watson counterpart, which I I can't recall her character's name.
8: Jenny, just called Jenny,
0: wasn't she? Jenny, yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, thank you. So there's there's sort of an implication there as well. It's not deliberately, you know, didn't come out and say it, but but regardless of the fact that this is just I, I think those people that are hung up on this really needs to get over this because it was. If anything, there's a heterosexual agenda. You had Amy and Rory there, and they consummated their marriage on the TARDIS. It's clearly a heterosexual agenda. If you're going to get down to it, I mean, it's it's just silly. <laughs> so there, there is no gay agenda. There's just there. There are people that happen to be gay, and they're in the future. My my only issue was that they seem to be the only gay couple there, which just is not. know wouldn't be the reality of the situation so uh but moving along we have um (laughs) we have headless monks which is a silly concept as far as science goes but it's symbolizing something more than just the decapitation of of their heads there so if you read more into it they're they're saying more than that as i said before we have uh the return of many races and characters here, everything from Solorion, Satarn, Cybermen, obviously River Song, Jadoon, uh, Danny boy, as far as the, the fighters go, the, 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 uh, um, we have the pirates coming back. So everyone in the kitchen sink are back. It, it's almost seemed like a Russell T Davies series finale in that sense. But, um, it it also reminded me of there's a uh, just out of coincidence there's a, a anime project that has a uh, fan made anime short that started off as a trailer like a mock trailer that someone was doing in a 1980s style anime featuring like 1970s Doctor Who specifically John Pertwee's third doctor Very
3: cool, yeah.
0: So it's it's also available on our website Podshock.net, if you want if you haven't seen it yet if you want to get take a chance uh take an opportunity to see it uh it's it's there And as I said, it was originally just supposed to be like a short couple minute trail or whatever. So it didn't really have much of a narrative, but they, they, the the creator kept on just adding more to it. And it's everything but canine is like everything but canine is in it. So if, and when I was watching it, I was reminded of that while watching this story, because it just seemed like everything was kind of thrown in there just for the sake of being thrown in there. I don't know. I think on the second viewing of this, I enjoyed it a lot better than the first. Not that I didn't like it on the first viewing; it just that it just seemed a, li- a. It seemed like a lot of ice cream and and no meal. It seemed like I was or it was a lot of appetizers and you were still waiting for the main meal. But that's the problem when you're doing a review of a obviously a two parter, and that's why I hate reviewing one part of a two parter because it's just it's it's like you're being pulled out of a movie halfway through and then asked to be given a review and you haven't seen the rest of it so it's kind of unfair to uh to review it that way and um but you know unfortunately you know (laughs) unless we wait until autumn to do our review of this there's no way to to get around that so uh we can only review what we have here so uh bearing that in mind my I, i think. Um, I think this story for me, I think this will be a better i think i 'll give her give it a better review once it 's complete, and we see the whole thing uh i again not that I disliked it at all i i, I like i said, I think it was very good, but it was it just was it wasn 't whole it wasn 't complete I was still waiting for the meal it was just a lot of like i said a lot of ice cream, which is delicious but it the the and this is speaking as a vegetarian the meat and potatoes weren 't there. <laughs> But that will very well be in next episode, so you know I, I again um you know I have to you know preface it with that there's more to this whole you know we see that we we get the revelation of who river phoenix a uh, river um song is, and we um I, I think there's more to it because uh for just from the doctor's reaction it it seemed like the doctor knows and more about it. Then you know. Well, he's not letting on at all because he he then goes off. But I, th- I think there's more to it. But when the doctor did take out that that baby cot, um, that um, cradle, if you will, it, it, I immediately saw the the back headpiece look like a Time Lord headpiece. You know, from um, from Gallifrey, it had that same uh, yeah the the shape,
8: the, the back hood. Yeah, uh, that was nice.
0: So I I kind of assumed it was Gallifreyan when when he first brought it out, but. It was a good touch. Some interesting lines there. The doctor says, they don't, they don't put out a balloon. James, did you put out a balloon? No.
9: <laughs> no.
0: Doctor being angry and he referring to that as something new, which is really not the case because the doctor's been angry before. Overall, I I mean, I'll I'll give this—on the first viewing, I would have given this maybe three, three three-and-a-half Tartus groans, But on the second viewing, uh, maybe because the first viewing, I'm still trying to work out exactly what's going on and piece it all together. And on the second viewing, I can just really kind of sit back and just enjoy it for what it is. And uh, so I'll give it four. Tardis scones on the second time around, but on, on the first time it was really just three or so because it just for me it just was a lot of a lot of great stuff, but just was sort of missing the main ingredient and um, of, of the story, which which will probably come in next in, in the next part. So again, uh, this is a two-parter. We've only seen half of it, or, or, or some could argue that it started in the last two episodes, but uh, you know I, I think the last two are complete on their own.
7: Lewis, what's your take on the controversial name for the next episode?
0: Let's kill H- Hitler. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I didn't think there was. I didn't think that was controversial. I, does, does it
7: doesn't seem a very Doctor Who-like <laughs> title. <laughs> um, not to say that I I, I like the title. Actually, it's very Quentin Tarantino. It has a the vibe of a uh, inglorious bastards kind of thing, where it's just a screaming title. Well, it, it but is. I, I also I have to disagree with you on something you said. That you said that this is part one of two, which we assume it is. But the next story, based on the title and a few trickles of information that we have about it, looks like it's a separate story. It's a continuation of the arc. Yeah, but there's nothing in this story setting up a World well, War Two story. That, that,
0: that's a good. Point because it, the, the next story does seem like it's completely um, not con- you know completely off what's this called um, the location if, here
7: it, if that's the case uh, demons run
0: demons run thank you
7: if that's the case that the next story is a separate story to me I, I will uh, retract one of my stars because that would really make this more the soap opera and less of a story.
0: Well, that's what my point is that there's not very much story here. It's there's obviously some story, but it's not enough to, I mean, a lot of it is just, it it reminds me when River Song returned last season, where last, you know, in in the last season, um, I think, was it um, Time of Angels? I believe it was. And you see that great opening that she has. And then she, you know, then the doctor rescues her in space and all that, which is great, but it seemed like this whole episode was a, a whole string of those where you have all these great entrances and great setups and great scenes, but collectively th- there's not much there. You know, it's, it's good, but it's just, I, I the, the meal isn't there. That's the analogy I was using. No, so,
7: I, I agree with that.
0: So we'll see. I mean, obviously the, as you said, the arc will continue in the next half series. And, um, you know, it, and it could be very well be the case that a lot of these stuff will be left unanswered until the next series finale, you know, until, I guess, November, whenever that will be. And even then, even some of those may not be fully answered. So, yeah, Hit, Let's Kill Hitler is a very different title for Doctor Who, but uh, I didn't, I, I just saw it as, oh, well, there, obviously, it's an attempt to change history, and um, it's, it, the story is going to be somewhat based on that, and I, I didn't really take offense to it.
7: I was just curious because it's very, it's, it's not the usual style of, the. I don't, to be honest with you, I don't think we've ever had the word kill in a Doctor Who episode, so.
0: No, I don't think we have.
7: Uh, we've had death a million times. Death but, and
0: doom, <laughs>
7: yes. Yeah, death and doom. I guess the Hitler of, de- of death wouldn't have worked, you know, pick <laughs> the, the of something.
3: Anyway,
7: let's hear James's take on it too, if, uh, if you're wrapping
3: up. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, well, I, I pretty much echo everything that you guys have said. I really, really enjoyed it, and I do see it really as a, a bit of fun more than anything else. um I kind of feel like the whole of the series so far has just been building and building and building. Um, it 's just been setting up so many different things to, start, to sort of drag the story uh, onwards, and in that sense it is uh, a bit like a soap opera if you like um, but I think now is the the critical point because um, in the second half that 's what when things are really going to sort of uh, reveal themselves and, and the whole story arc and, and I think that we 're in for something really special um, because one thing that I have I'd have to say that I think is immensely clever uh, the way that uh, Stephen Moffat has crafted this whole uh, plot point since you know the silence in the library uh, when River is first introduced. It's just it must take immense planning and is is an incredible incredibly difficult thing to do from a, a story writing point of view and it's left a lot of questions. That, uh, Uh, unanswered and I hope that we'll see a lot of those answered for the rest of the series and it really leads on from that because you've got this whole thing originally you've got Doctor Who who is the Doctor but it's no longer been sort of about who is the Doctor anymore it's been who who are his companions who is River Uh, and that's nicely been answered but there's still a lot that needs to be answered Um, and that's what I'm really looking forward to so I think it's really difficult to sort of judge judge the, the, the whole sort of series as a whole is in terms of this whole soap opera business because we don't really know how it's all going to pan out. And I've just taken each episode sort of at face value and enjoyed them. So purely on my, the basis of my enjoyment of the episode, I'd really like to see, you know, the doctor running around, building up a little army, if you like, get, you know, making sure that people... Uh, uh, repay really their debts to him in terms of favors so that he can go out and he can rescue Amy and he can rescue Melody. Um, and I, I just really liked that. I and mean, it, it did make me giggle and laugh and I really enjoyed it. And I just thought, well, this is just going to be a fun episode. They're, they're going to, they're not going to go into the story too much. There's not going to be too much of a meal, as Louis thought liked to put it. it. It's going to be just a bit of ice cream, a bit of fun. And then for the second half of the series, I think we're going to really see something interesting. And, but I must admit that when I did see uh, the preview, so well the sort of Sonic Screwdriver and and Skeleton Hand, um, and then the title of of Let's Kill Hitler, I did laugh out loud because Ken hit the nail on the head. I thought it, it sounded very much like something that Quentin Tarantino would 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 write, or it sounds sounds just daft, you know, just at face value. Um, but it. It also might mean that perhaps Winston Churchill is returning. Um, I can't see the Doctor going back to that sort of period without calling in on Winston, as he seems to be such good mates with him, and they've got such a great rapport and all the rest of it. So it might well be going back to something uh, akin to that. And there's a whole range of different spoilers on the web at the moment as to who who's returning, who's what cameos are. Are coming back and all the rest of it. Um, so I'm trying to just steer clear of of all those online. I think a lot of people are at the moment because, well, th- that's the only major disadvantage to to having a sort of halfway mid- midpoint sort of break in the, in the series. Is that now that the the, the rumours are going to be going rife, some are, some are going to be true, some aren't going to be true. And so I'm really trying to steer clear of those because I, I want to just see what happens. I, d- I don't really like things to be spoiled. And, and I, I don't think there's anybody really who couldn't have worked out that um, that River was some form of, of, of Time Lord, Time Lady, um, and that the little girl in the beginning of the series that we saw, the, the astronaut, if you like, uh, uh, was River. I, I thought that was, was fairly obvious, Um, But it was nice to see how it was revealed. And it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out for the rest of the series. So I'm just going to say that um, for my pure, for the pure basis of the enjoyment of the episode, I really, really enjoyed it. And it was five out of five from that point. But I agree with Lewis and Ken from a story point of view, just in terms of sort of did I feel fulfilled at the end of the, the episode in terms of did I feel uh, like I'd had a good dose of Doctor Who, I, I didn't really feel that, and for that reason, I think overall I'm going to give it sort of three and a half because it was lacking in the story. It just felt like, you know, a, a, a very light dessert. It was fun, but I'm, I really, it's really sort of wet my appetite for the second half of the the series. So I, I know I've rambled on massively there, but well, I think it's it's a whole lot easier to to look back at this maybe when we've looked at the whole series. Definitely. Um, so, James,
0: you had brought up Silence in the Library. Do you think Stephen Moffat had planned out Riversong, uh, Song, her character, even back then?
3: I think he must have done, and I think he must have... They, it must have been known at that point that Russell had been talking to Stephen about taking over, um, because he introduced Riversong's character, and then he introduced Amy Pond when he took over, and having Amy Pond that name and then very cleverly bring it into River Song and and calling the daughter Melody and all the rest of it, that that, that takes planning. You can't just have come up well, with this series and thought, okay, how what are we gonna do for, for River? Um and and also I think that I guess that Alex Kingston has known about this for a long time and she's kind of alluded to it. In the confidential, when yeah, um, yeah. she was talking, that I'm really pleased that now the cat's out of the bag. I'm able to talk to even other actors about it, the co-stars, and there's not this mystery, and they're not sort of ribbing us saying, "Who are you? What are you? Are you the doctor's mom, wife? You know all this sort of business." So I think she's known about it for a long time personally, and I well, think that it's it's been something that Stephen has been planning for a yeah. long time because I don't think you can get this kind of narrative. That really developed over three separate series. Um, down, if you, if, you, if you hadn't just taken taken the forethought and taken the time to plan it, and, and conversed with Russell and said, "Hey, you know, can I? Who's going to take over from next year The next series? And okay, I'm going to introduce a new character." and I think it must have been part of a long game, really
0: well, when they did announce the character name of Amy Pond, I know when we on our show there was people that were drawing some lines there that they were you know what's with aquatic names because we had River Song and now we have Amy Pond, and you know people exactly. were people were already drawing some i mean they weren't connecting the dots, but they were they saw some correlation, correlation there
3: yeah, and I think but I think that's also a very clever move by. Uh, Mr. Moffat, because it would have been so easy for him to say, Right, this is a series now where I'm going to reveal everything about River. But they've kind of, once you've gotten used to a name and, and it's gotten set in your brain, um, it kind of loses, you don't think too much about the meaning of the words, do you? It's kind of, you just take it as, as read. So at the time, everybody was putting up all these. Um, ideas about who Amy was and whether there's any relation to River Song or what's the whole aquatic theme. Um, But after a while, that died down. And, you know, two years ago when she was first revealed, that's all died down and everybody's sort of forgotten about it. So that, again, was a very clever thing, and that that must have taken a lot of planning and and all the rest of it to, to pull off.
0: Well, and Stephen yeah, Moffat and is constantly
3: you're having to pull a wool over people's eyes.
0: Yeah, he's constantly trying to misdirect you as well. Even to the very end here, where Rivers, you know, pointing to the the the, the baby's cot there and saying, "Can't you read? I've been telling you this all along. I'm am telling you who I am all along." And then from the doctor's reaction, it it seemed like he was going to say, "Mom," you know, because who yeah. else would have uh, access but to uh you know, to the to his crate? You know, his cot there if it, but then again you know she went back in time to uh the first uh who was it um i don't know the first that, that first recorded language and he, she put hi su- you know hello sweetie on the on that um yeah wall whatever so um it, she could have gone back and, and done something to uh the doctor's um cot there
3: yeah but i mean it also it, it really begs the question that, that um the, there's a lot of really sort of sensitivity there in terms of the time stream, and you you kind of understand why River perhaps hasn't been able to be involved in certain stories and things. Um, you know, the Doctor even says, "You know, oh, you've come whenever I've needed you. Why haven't you come? Well, this time." Well, well we know from Father's that Day
0: that you know that the two couldn't really exist at the same time, so she couldn't really exactly. you know be with herself as a baby.
3: You know there. But it also really makes a, an interesting uh, case for that River can be a future companion even if Alex Kingston isn't around because you know we don't know we're well, assuming that uh, she could regenerate I know I'm, I'm casting great assumptions here but, but the point I'm, I'm trying to make is that it, it's going to be great to see River come back because clearly she's had the ability to regenerate we don't know what regeneration she's on currently or what uh, the previous incarnation, the astronaut, whether that was the first incarnation or or what, it's going to be really thrilling, and that's why I think it's very exciting and and, and really incredibly clever. Um, well, she she
0: didn't let on at all. She, I mean, she seemed to be just as surprised. You know, if you go back and um, I mean, I haven't, but if I, eventually I will go back and rewatch watch um, the Impossible Astronaut and um, the, the the Day of the Moon, and you know, because her reaction to discovering this and and investigating who this little girl is she didn't seem to have any memory of her at all if it is her i don't know
3: yes and and that's one of the the major questions as to you know how why didn't she she do say something or 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 was she she somehow prevented uh saying too much about it or you know who can say because it's it, it all gets very, very complicated wibbly, wobbly, timey, wimey. Mm-hmm. So, um, that, that's part of the interesting thing about how it's all going to pan out and why it's so exciting, really.
0: Yeah, sort of like this I am your father, relevation, you know, in Star Wars. <laughs> you start trying to piece <laughs> go backwards and piece it together, but wait a minute, I you know, I thought Anakin was and Darth Vader are two separate people, and the good yeah. man that was your <laughs> father. Died. <laughs>
3: Complicated yeah. as, as anything.
8: Yeah.
0: So, uh, Dave, what was your take on on the story?
8: Uh, well, I I agree with uh, many things that you said in terms of um, when you first watching it. it. It might not appear to be an absolutely brilliant episode, but I do urge people to watch this again. I've I've uh, watched it through twice and and with the audio. Equivalent to watching it to about four times, and it actually becomes more and more enjoyable. I think some of that is my own predisposition towards... I'm always worried when watching Doctor Who that they're going to mess my show up. And so I'm almost, <laughs> I'm, I'm almost watching it... You know, I can't relax when I'm watching it the first time because... Yeah, you know, I think you know, yeah. and I had a slight well, jittery moment when I saw the the Spitfires in it. We, we um,
0: should clarify: when you say your show, you mean you're not talking about Cultum Collective. You're talking about meaning that the Doctor Who you've been watching Doctor Who since its beginning. Yeah,
8: uh, I mean, it, do, it, Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I had the jittery moment when the uh, the Spitfires came in it, but in, since you now mentioned the the name of the next episode after the break, um, I've got a feeling that they were only in there for continuity. Uh, and, and may indeed, it may well be uh, Churchill who says those lines, to the Doctor, let's you know, you borrowed yeah. my Spitfires. Yeah, you're what
3: would ever say, is it? Yeah, uh, I want you to now go say, and kill, kill Hitler it.
8: for me. You know, yeah. so just turn up in his bunker in your little blue box. And, uh, you, know, you know, you've know, you wiped out whole races. It shouldn't cost you too much to kill one man. Yeah. Uh, Two people of genocide meeting, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> That's an awful thought, isn't it? Um, I also, in some ways, agree with James in that a lot of it must have been pre-planned. But I also think that some of the things in here smacked of Stephen Moffat also having to make things fit. Yeah. I think some of the things he did plan, other things is sort of is he made sort of up made, as he went along. He, yeah, and make it yeah. fit. Yeah. I mean, m- m- someone had talked to me was mentioning that um, if that um, language where, you know, it was written on the little, uh, are stitched onto the piece of cloth, why did it not say song river? Because if, um, you know, melody becomes song and river uh, and pond becomes river, she should be really called song river, not yeah, but different
0: languages. Sometimes words come before different words in different languages. You know, um, oh, okay. e- even yeah. on Earth, the, from going from one language to another, sometimes the, you know, the, the, the construction of a sentence is different.
8: Yeah, and uh, the other thing is, uh, and again, it was talking to my brother-in-law. I mentioned this earlier on the other show that um, he'd been watching a film called Enigma, which is about Second World War and spying and codes and he said oh yeah it's really brilliant the, the way he found the crib for the uh, the code breaking and I suddenly thought there's Stephen Moffat he's been absolutely literal the crib the clue for uh, finding out who River Song is was literally the cop he, you know I don't know whether that was planned or what but it was very good that the actual way we learnt about her was through a crib a code break ah uh-huh. Just a, mm-hmm. I just thought that was a little bit of fun. <laughs> um, the other thing, I don't know whether anybody noticed, that um, uh, when uh, Amy examines the cot, she sees these little stars on there. Mm-hmm. We, we've talked about um, Doctor having... It's had an eye agenda, certainly had an eye agenda in the, <laughs> the last episode. But here we also have a star agenda, what we've... Uh, all the way back to Vincent and the Doctor and uh, the young Amelia having that experience where there were no stars in the sky and so on. Uh, anyway, I thought you noticed, but Amy seemed to take one of the stars off the cop and put it in her pocket. Again, don't know why that would be important, but it may well be.
0: Well, I, I know um, she she took the. I, I didn't realise she actually removed it. I, I know she she was fondling it, and I, I didn't realise yeah. she actually. There's um, only
8: one star on later. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and and around, again, and. Sticking to this cot thing, uh, bef- when the first time the cot was there, Amy asked the doctor if he had, had any children, and he said no. But then he said something else. But of course, we know he has a granddaughter. Well, didn't he sort of just we, avoid the question? He, he didn't. Well, he said no, but then it was. Well, I clear thought he was talking no.
3: to. I thought he was yeah. talking to Melody.
8: Yes. Well, yes. The yes. It, it, he was talking it to, was one of to, the, the, to the baby. The things, where you know um, where. where, where, where where they have something said but it's not an answer, a direct answer to the question that's just been posed but the point is I was trying to make is that when he and Riversong are at the cot it, it, obviously he'd been in the cot, then you're thinking well, Riversong well she never actually gets to be put in that cot, but on the other hand the the little movements and the impressions that the Doctor's making in that appear that we, we know who Riversong is but we don't know her relationship with the doctor yet. It may well be that they have a, they do become married. Maybe, indeed, they have a child that also uses that cot. Uh, I mean, maybe even Riversong is not only um, Amy's daughter, but um, she's the, also the mother of uh, Susan. Uh, well, you know... And, and, well. We've, we've got all sorts. In other words, what I'm trying <laughs> to say is uh, he answers one question with three more questions to come.
0: Yeah. Um, Well, Stephen Moffat makes a point of that in the in, in the Confidential, saying that you, you can't just give an answer and just let it just, you know, you, you have to give an answer and then let the answer pose other questions. It's sort of like, uh, you know, building a giant computer to find out what's the, the the meaning of life, the universe, and everything, and then it spits out 42, and then you're just left with, well, what does that mean now? So I think that yeah. that's now we're left with, what does that mean now? So, and I think that's what that's all about now. There's more questions and We haven't seen the second half of the series, so uh, i'm assuming maybe the actual melody the the, not the flash avatar winds up in that cot and then um maybe that's why uh maybe the doctor writes um in gallifreyan um the name on on the cot but no no but then that would be in the future (laughs) no that would be in his future
8: yeah, well, there's a
0: lot of timey whimy stuff going I mean, on here.
8: I, I mean, you mentioned that uh, people complain about the gay agenda, but, I mean, Stephen Moffat, I mean, uh, we're on this, uh, this uh, demon's run place run by these clerics, uh, and who's the leader of their faith? It's not a pope. It's a blooming computer. I mean, you'll uh, he, have another lot of people up in arms against him, That their the, the religious code with a computer as their head. And um, One other thing was um, interesting is um, the the big blue chap, the trader, uh, when he mm-hmm. goes and says, oh, it's only silly me, you don't have to worry about me, and he goes towards the headless monks, you hear this noise, and I thought he'd been either beheaded or chopped down. But you then, in a, in a very few frames, see him walking back towards them with the monks. And not only has he had his head chopped off, but his head, uh, the neck's tied up, yeah, so I'm wondering he's
3: become he,
8: a monk, so to speak. Ah, was he a monk? Was he a monk that had all these false prosthetic heads on? Because if you if you ever remember the um, the Arnold Schwarzenegger film, you know, on Mars and that mm-hmm.
3: Total Recall,
8: Total Recall, where you have the woman with the false head and things, I'm wondering whether he was actually uh, a, a spy for the monks, and because he'd been complicit in some way. Uh, the, you know, the bar scene where he's telling them about the Doctor and so on. But there was some lovely... I mean, you really do... I mean, you could almost watch this again without the pictures and just listen to the audio. There's so many is, things it, in it. it. There's so
3: many things, and it's really poetic. And I think, in a way, we've kind of downplayed it because it's very difficult to sort of... to sort of say, oh, wow, it was an amazing episode because you've got to take it into the context of the the whole series, in a way. But that's not to say that it's not a fantastic episode in another way, because I really enjoyed it. And I don't think any any Doctor Who fan out there, I I don't care, you you cannot possibly say that you didn't enjoy watching the Doctor, you know, taking over Demon's Run uh, and enjoying every moment of it and doing it without ever firing a single shot or hurting anyone or all the rest of it. That is what Doctor Who's about. You know, Mm. that, that... really sort of in, embodied the whole series for me, the, the whole, you know since 1963 that's what Doctor Who has been about you know c- called putting an end to conflict without having to pick up a weapon and, and using your friends and teamwork and, and all the rest of it so I think mm. we, it, it's easy to, to get bogged down in the details of things and say well, you know, it's not that great of an episode because of X, Y, and Z but I really, really enjoyed it and I think I think anybody who didn't really sort of love the whole fun aspect of the episode is, is lying to you. I, don't, I can't see how any Doctor Who fan out there wouldn't have enjoyed it, but maybe that's just yeah. me. Uh,
8: and Cavillos Kava, has corrected me. Yes, it was it, it, it was him with a fake woman's head on. Should have remembered that from the film. But uh, a, a couple more things. I mean, if you when you rewatch it the second time, it makes so much more of that scene with River and uh, Rory. Uh, the way she, uh, you know, her her, her um, emotion mm-hmm. towards Rory yeah. when you've known the reveal at the end. Yeah. Uh, and I must just speak up for Ian. Uh, he would say, uh, didn't Rory rock in this... Well, that's what I I said. It's great
0: that he has a a backbone now, where you know he he faced the Cybermen, you know, alone, and uh, and you know when we the the photo was first released before the series began, you saw Rory there dressed as a Centurion again and uh, facing the Cybermen. So I was somehow thinking that maybe this story, you know, this episode was going to take place somewhere between um, you know when he was still a cyber, uh, he was still a Centurion, but they uh, maybe they deliberately did that, you know, they, they they explained in this episode that the doctor made him dress up in that. But it's um, mm. it's, it's great seeing him, you know, take control and, uh, you know, and I, I guess when yeah. it comes to the matter of, you know, finding his wife, he wasn't going to pussyfoot around.
8: Yeah, uh, and one last thing, and I'll hand back to you. I mean, my son Matthew, he, he said that um, there's still a lot to learn about River Song, but he didn't think that she then could be, um, the girl in the spacesuit because if she's living if her life is experienced oh, sorry if her meetings with the doctor are in the wrong order then then she would have known uh, that that was the doctor so if it if the girl in the spacesuit and Riversong are the same person then there is obviously I mean obviously that regeneration in between might explain why there is that not immediate connection but um, I think in day, I don't think it ruled it out. In Day of the Moon, if I'm not mistaken, or it could have been The, the
0: Impossible Astronaut, there's a scene with River Phoenix. Um, they're, they're, uh, this is after they go on underground, and uh, I think he's with Rory, and she's explaining that when she first meets the Doctor, she was she was young. I mean, and that could just she could be a young woman, or she, so we yeah. we know that she has to be. You know, um, as to, as our time goes, she should be getting younger. You know, because she first meets the Doctor, she says as as a and I have to go back and watch it. I don't know if she said just young or a young girl or whatever, so now it's now I have to go back and rewatch that because she does make a reference, she def, 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 definitely says young, and um, how young right. I don't know.
8: Uh, what, uh, one last thing I just thought of, uh, and I was corrected earlier on, a, on the other show that um, these headless monks. Were, were premised uh, in an earlier episode where yeah, the, the doctor takes Amy to that cathedral. He said, this is the last resting place of the headless monks. So yeah. again, that was mentioned in Confidential, I, but it does show that although there are some things I do think are sort of the jigsaw puzzles being squashed together somewhat, there are some things that have been planted, fortuitous, are laid down from way back.
0: Either they're planted, or or sometimes you know it could just be a throwaway line, which then they go back and like, hey, we can let like, let's use this, and you know yeah. you don't know. I mean, I, I'm not Stephen Moffat, but obviously, so I don't know what's what's deliberate and what's not. But it's interesting nonetheless, and then, you know it's it's interesting how it all continuity wise comes together. Mm. All right. Well, I know there's lots of people in the queue waiting to chime in. And I want to remind everyone that uh, if you're if you just listening to the show, you can sign up on TalkShoot. Go to TalkShoot.com and sign up for a free account. This way you will show up on our um, in the chat and on our listing here with with a name and you can put yourself in the queue knowing so that we know that you want to talk. And if you do, if you want to call in, the number is 724-444-7444. And that number is valid while this show is live. And our call ID number for the show is 23358. So uh, give us a call and we'll get your li- your live feedback. Now, as always, we're going to um, take Pachak supporters, Podchock supporting subscribers first. They'll be bumped up in the queue and... Again, we can't do this show without your support, so we're, this is our way of showing. Some appreciation to to those that are supporting us and allowing us to continue on for a low monthly subscription fee. You'll be supporting our show, and not only will you be bumped up in the queue, but you'll get extra content as well. We'll try to we, – I know this past um, half series, we haven't put out any extra episodes because we've been bu- busy doing these live shows. But uh, we have some extra episodes that we'll put out after this one, and we have um, – other studio shows to do so there's lots more to come but we really do need your support so if you go to either arttrap.com or pawchalk.net, up there on the top there there's a banner and you can click on that banner how, and that will tell you how to become a supporting subscriber and it really does make a difference and it allows us to um to do this show this live show that we're doing right now as well as all the other shows that we do so a big thank you to all our supporters to that end you first clip Yeah, we're going to do. Thank you for reminding me. (laughs) So, we're going to run a clip and then we're going to. um, And thanks again, Dave, for putting these clips together. They are, are, as always, fantastic. And so, while the clip clip is playing, put yourself in the queue if you haven't already.
4: I need to get off this station now. Bring me the child.
6: Remember, the doctor must think he's winning right until the trap closes.
3: Shuffle ready for boarding? No.
6: I have a crew of 20. How do you expect to gain control of my ship? The ship is ours, Melody. All airlock sealed, resistance neutralized. Three minutes, 42 seconds. You've hacked into their software, then? I believe I sold it
5: to them.
4: Now, I have a question, a simple one. Is Melody human?
5: Oh, she is. They've been scanning her since she was born. I think they found what they were looking for
2: human DNA. Look closer. Human plus. Oh, time Lord.
4: But she's hey. human. She's Amy and Rory's daughter. You've told me about your people. They became what they did through prolonged exposure to the Time Vortex the untempered schism over billions of years it didn't just happen so how close is she could she even regenerate could the child have begun on the tardis in flight in the vortex no no
6: impossible it's all running about sexy fish vampires and blowing up stuff and rory wasn't even there at the beginning then he was dead then he didn't exist then he was plastic then i had to reboot the whole universe long story so technically the first time they're on the tardis together in this version of reality was on their on their what on their wedding night child is not a weapon fooling you once was a joy but fooling you twice it's a privilege.
4: Demons run when a good man goes to war. Night will fall and drown the sun when a good man goes to war. Friendship dies and true love lies. Night will fall and the dark will rise when a good man goes to war. Demons run, but count the cost. The battle's won, but the child is lost.
9: Hey man! Oh! 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 Oh!
0: wakey wakey <laughs> what did uh what did you two uh three think of the, the eye patch lady now in the confidential they revealed her name, but I don't recall her name being mentioned in the actual story, but again, I might have missed it.
8: Uh, I'm not sure they, were, they did actually in the the story itself. Um, it certainly wasn't mentioned before that.
0: No, it was always just the eye patch lady in the end credits. So uh, at least last episode or two. So, uh, but they in Confidential, they and I can't recall it. Something I think it begins with a K. Adam Cordovia. So, yeah, something like that. So, but while watching it, I'm just you know speculating on who she could be as well. You know, before. Um, Dorf Skeptical Sorry, says
8: you, uh, Sonic Screwdriver says the blue guy said it
0: okay so blue in that in that bar in that scene where yes. she's with him yeah okay
8: yeah thank you yeah Dorian all right. Well, thank
0: you both, um, Sonic Screwdriver and Darth Skeptical in our chat. If you don't know, we have a live chat going on while we're doing this live show. So even if you don't want to call in, you can always participate in the live chat that goes on during these shows. And again, you just get a, get a free account at com, and you can participate that way. All right, so uh, let's, uh, without further ado, let's get some live feedback from those in the queue. And um, first up, as far as Pachak supporting subscribers go, is once again, uh, I believe it's Kobo4747. Welcome back to the show. Hey, Lewis. How are yeah. you?
2: Congratulations, James. Yes. All right, thanks a lot. Um, nice to finally hear from you and... Good to talk with you. And
0: yeah, it's just like this episode. Everyone's coming together for this one.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, mid season finale, you've got to really, haven't you?
0: I agree with
2: everything Lewis said in his little opener. It was it was a lot like Chinese food. It was a good meal, but it leaves you wanting more.
3: Yeah. I've, yeah, absolutely.
0: And, and in particular. But, but as far as, go ahead, I'm sorry.
2: Um, light, fluffy stuff. It was good, but I'm getting played out with the whole, let's see how many aliens we can fit into one episode.
9: Moji.
0: Yeah. Well, we've seen that before. I Wasn't it uh, Journey's End or uh, maybe a couple other, even... Um the end of time, uh, we, we, when the doctor goes back, and you know, it's a, sort of like a roll call of all his past companions, or and Journey's End was everyone but the kitchen sink as well.
2: But it worked in Journey's End, it didn't really work here for me.
0: I, I, I think, I think Darth had said in our last episode that we've gone this far, half a season really, half a series, without any returning. You know, races or villains or characters from the past, and, and it made up for it all in this episode. Boom.
2: Yeah, yeah. I would have loved to have seen something a little more Doctor Who in this. I mean, it didn't really feel
0: like a Doctor Who episode. Well, outside of a shadow and a silhouette, we don't even see the Doctor until he, you know, reveals himself disguised as one of the headless monks.
2: I thought that part of it worked really well, though. Oh
0: yeah, no, it worked it well. Up, I'm just making a point that we, you don't for we go so far into the story without even seeing the doctor, which is fine. I think it works well. It's a Doctor like episode, are you? <laughs> it, well, not really, but sort of. At least for the first few minutes, it kind
2: of is for the first part. When you're doing all that time up, and we don't see him for what twenty minutes.
0: Oh, I, I maybe. I, yeah, I don't know if it's that long. It's maybe. A, it's probably shorter than that.
2: This episode just really didn't work for me I don't know what specifically about it I just I think like everybody else I was expecting a little more of a reveal
0: As far as River Song? Uh, Yeah Okay
2: We all kind of guess her origins A little bit I mean Anybody who thought about it
0: well, everyone's guessing. Uh, uh, someone's going to have to have guessed it right because someone was guessing everything under the moon, who she is. So just as a, uh, you know, just like the saying goes, you, you give a bunch of typewriters to how many monkeys over so much time they'll they'll, they'll write Shakespeare. But, I mean, someone's going uh, <laughs> to... There's only so many guesses,
8: so... Going, oh, we're podshot monkeys now, are we? <laughs> and going back to
2: something Dave said earlier, if you turn off the pictures and turn on the audio, you kind of get more out of the episodes. I think there's a really great story available on Audible. called Doctor Who, The Essential Companion. It's kind of a
0: yeah, I, I, I think we had recommended once on, on Audible, If um, I think we made that recommendation a few episodes, well, I don't know, several episodes back, but yeah, The Essential Companion.
2: It's just phenomenal, and I honestly thought River Song was going to kill someone in this episode
0: because... Well, we still don't know why she's imprisoned. we know... <laughs> well, we we know she killed a, a good man, supposedly. If you go back to last series, and um, a, a good man goes to war good, here,
8: and we know a good man went to war.
0: Yeah, and well, we we see um, in the beginning of this series, we, we if if that's her in the astronaut suit, we don't know if she um, <laughs> appears to kill the doctor. I, I, again, this isn't spoilers I'm just telling you what's already been out there so. <laughs> Yeah,
8: yeah, indeed
0: Any hi- highlights or low points that you want to make a point of Kobo other than um, feeling that it it wasn't enough Doctor Who for you? What were you saying, Lewis? What, um, anything, any other points that you wanted to make as far as um, the story goes? What did you think of the Headless Monks? Or uh, any any other aspects you okay. want to touch upon?
2: We didn't see enough of the heads.
0: Well, up. yeah, they they are missing their heads. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, I mean, as far as we don't know what their motivations are, and why do they work for the Afghans, lady,
0: or do they just sell the highest bidder? Well, they said they had an, an alliance with them, and so they, they must be for must be for to some mutual benefit. We, we, I guess we'll still learn more about. Who and why these headless monks are, you know, going about? They
8: were after the doctor. That's they
0: wanted
2: the doctor. And is is it also free to start a talk show? Because next week I want to do some doctor reviews of my own. And anybody who's here who wants to come along would be not only welcome but greatly appreciated. Because I'm going to need. I'll have to support this next week because my regular staff is going on vacation, so I kind of need
0: well, what's, all my surrogate you,
2: friends to.
0: What's the name of the What's the name of the show that you're going to do?
2: I haven't really thought of a name yet. Just
0: all right. So why not? Why don't you? Um, when when you think of it post it on our forums on our site and that will help get the word out we're we're not doing a show we're not doing a live show next week we'll be we'll probably be doing one in a little less than 2 weeks uh, 2 weeks from now is father's day so maybe the day before on that saturday we'll do a recap of this um you know, of this series. So and we have some uh, recorded feedback that was sent in as well. So we'll get to that. And any strength, you know, people that couldn't get into one of our live shows that maybe want to talk about a certain episode or whatever, or the Paris series as a whole, we'll be doing that uh, probably in two weeks. So we'll have that um, on our website, podshock.net.
2: The first episode is probably going to be a half series review plus my thoughts on Mad Smith.
0: As a whole. Okay, so post that on our forums on our site, so that people can go there, you know, between now and next week, and discover and find out what's the name of the show and how they can get involved. All right. All right. Um,
2: Well, but yeah, I would give this episode a very, very strong three.
0: Okay. Three tortoise grunts it is.
2: Almost a four, but not quite. Okay. It didn't... Of course, I didn't see the bone and the screwdriver, because once I saw BBP whales come up, I was like, that's it then, right?
0: Yeah, I I didn't didn't see that either, but... All right, well, thank you so much. I I don't mean to rush you, but we do have other people in the queue, so I I do want to move along if I could. So thank you once again. Cheers. Cheers. So if you want to join in with Kobo next week... He's doing a talk show show, a name to be uh, disclosed on our site, Podshock.net. Okay, so uh, next up, as far as supporting subscribers go, is Mark Goodacre. Hello, Mark, resident alien.
6: Hi, sorry, give me a minute, Get That's to okay. Hi you are
0: You have to wait for the talk mm-hmm. show lady. That's that's the eye patch lady of talk of of Doctor Who Pachak, or of talkshow. You're now unmuted. Push. <laughs> Hush. Hello, wakey, wakey, <laughs> wakey, Hello. wakey. <laughs> Hello, can you
9: hear
6: me?
0: Yes, we can hear you. Really? I, I know we're going about talking among ourselves here, but you're, you're, we can hear you.
6: Okay, great. I, I, I absolutely adored this one. Uh, it's been a bit of a roller coaster series for me because I didn't like the pirates too much. I didn't like. I, I found the. Um, two episodes about the gang is a little bit uh, tiresome as well, to be honest. I know lots of people love them, but uh, I think I'm a focus for Steve Moffat stories. I think I particularly like Moffat in this kind of mode, where he's he's doing what RTD did at the at, in season finale, but I think he does it slightly better. I mean, he he's got the, you know, he's got all the bombast, he's got all the scale and the you know, and 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 the scope and and all the rest of it. But but at the same time, you have the subtlety, and I, I like that subtlety. Um, I mean, I, I love, for example, Matt Smith's acting in this. I thought it was outstanding. I mean, really outstanding. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, he didn't get that Bastard the other week, did he? Well, let's hope he gets the Bastard next year because you know, I mean, the shot where he's he's feeling, you know, you, you see the anger, and you see his, you know, crumpled and it was sheer emotion I actually felt I didn't I, I, it was one of those moments where watching TV where I actually didn't how to react myself I kind of feel myself getting emotional watching him do it and that's something special I think in, in an actor yeah even where the, the you scene that sort of bitter reaction
0: the scene with him with Lorner uh, at the end there and she, and um, and I think Madame Vastro said that you know we don't know who she is but she was very brave and he goes yeah they're, they're always brave and you just can see it yeah. in his face and also, I, I, the lighting there is excellent too. I just want to make a um, a note about the production of this episode was done very well. Um, no complaints there. Mm-hmm. I think the lighting and um, everything was um, done magnificently there. But uh, go ahead. I'm sorry.
6: Agreed, and uh, no, absolutely. And uh, the uh, I left. Uh, I, it's funny. One of the things I was watching this week was um, Logopolis and and and. Uh, and one or two old Davidson episodes. And there's an old old documentary in one of those from about 2007 that talks about the crowded TARDIS. Mm -hmm. And one of the things they're saying in that is that it got very, very difficult because you have to keep trying to split up the companions. And if you're trying to split up... Tegan and uh, Adrig and Nyssa and have the Doctor doing something as well, it's difficult. And it struck me just because I watched this just the other day and then I watched this episode and I thought, here's Rory in one place, here's River in another place, here's Amy in another place, here's the Doctor in another place, done almost without you noticing. And the thing is, it's, it's wonderful writing, I think, that actually sets something up where we begin the episode with everyone in different places and then mm-hmm. gradually coming together as the thing goes on. Well, it rem- so these aren't easy things to do in yeah. You know, they're, they're incredibly complex. You know, it reminds is, me of Day of the Moon. And it's been done seamlessly.
0: If we op- the opening of Day of the Moon is similar.
6: Right, right, yeah. And, and it uh, strikes me that he, is you know, something that he's, you know, he's done both things, really, hasn't he, uh, Stephen Moffat? He's done the single female companion, stuff. and now he's doing the the kind of the crowded TARDIS stuff reminiscent of you know the first doctor and bits of the uh, fifth doctor and so on so no i i think it's i think it's uh, I think it, I think it's it's clever stuff i didn't know why was Rory wearing his uh centurion uh, I,
0: I don't know the doctor told him to wear and that's i think the explanation yeah, he because, said
6: just because <laughs> making yeah. <laughs> at the same time yeah. I, uh, yeah, that, that was
0: kind of strange. I mean, it threw me off only because of that photograph that was was released before the series began, so I was thinking that this was going to take place time-wise, chronologically-wise, <laughs> it was going to take place sometime right. when he was a centurion.
6: Right. Yeah, I kind of loved the reveal. I mean, some people said it was a bit anticlimactic, but I, I thought it was fantastic. I mean, like like you said, Lewis, I mean, uh, it, of all the different people that River Song was going to be, you know, from Captain Jack to Romano to everybody else, I mean, <laughs> everybody's been suggested. And it was never going to be an old series character. It was always yeah, going to be of you know, someone with relevance to this. Because, you know, people like my kids, you know, when I'm watching Classic Who, they go, "Oh, Dad, you're watching old Doctor Who," you know. And and they, they, you know, as time goes on, I'm hoping to train them into it and nurture them into it. But but you know, for people like that, if it was Romano or somebody, I think that would that wouldn't go down. To well, people. it's also a Stephen
0: Moffat creation, this character, so you know he's going to make it his right. own, and he's not going to go back and, and you know and give it it to to some other you know creation from the past. I mean, he does respect. The, obviously we've seen it. He does respect the past series and respects what has gone, what has come before this but, you know, his own mm-hmm. for his own creation stuff, he's gonna he, you know, he wants to make his mark as well on the series.
6: Yes, absolutely. Yes, and he really does want to and, and, and one of the things he's been doing throughout is, is thinking forward as well as back. So all the time he's seeding things that can be paid off later on. And my guess is that, you know, not only is a lot of this fantastic long-term Planning and story arcing, but also some of it. I think he's just throwing a few things out there that he may, or someone else in the future, might use as you know as, as a payoff later on. So uh, you know, I think we're in fantastic hands with Moffat. I, I quite, I mean, I found it a little bit disconcerting having a mid-season finale, I must say, and I wonder whether that's partly explaining why some people have reacted you know with a little bit less enthusiasm than one might expect, you know, because we're so used to the big episode 12 and 13, you know, and and suddenly here it is, you know, we're only in, what, beginning of June, and, you know, normally by this point, we're about kind of mid-series, episode seven or eight, and, and you know, it's still some weeks off until the finale, and and suddenly here we've got something that really looks like a series finale. I mean, it really has got that whole, you know, kind of bombast of it, yeah. you know.
0: Well, Stephen Moffat... Marf- I, I was just going to say, Stephen Moffat, when he introduced the concept uh, that it was going to be the ser- that it was going to be two series. You know, that's the way he was framing it. When they, he didn't say yeah. it wasn't going to be a, a half series, two half series. He said it was going to be like two series of Doctor Who, and uh, which, and he said at that time that it was going to have uh, he will have an opportunity to not only just you know break it apart, but he'll have an opportunity to do two series finales as well.
6: Yes, and I, and I like that. I, I think, I mean, not, you know, I'm one of those that's looking forward to having Doctor Who on in the dark again. You know, I hope. Um, mm-hmm. You know, at the same. Time, I, I, I like the way that we've. It enables him to do lots of things of closing up certain threads, but at the same time as he's closing up certain threads, he's he's opening up other ones. I mean, we've got, or we know a little bit now about uh, River Song. We know, you know, where she's come from, but we don't really know a lot more yet. There's tons more to be found out. And all sorts of the other things that, that came up in this episode that we still haven't got paid off yet. And that's going to be yeah. the same, I think, even by the time we get to the autumn. It, 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 you know, we're going to get to the autumn and we're going to have a ton more things. All right, it won't be silence in the fall, but next time it'll be something else. So I'm liking the way he's doing that. I think it's uh, it, it, it means that you can never get comfortable. You know, sometimes at the end of an RTD season, you. You felt everything was pretty much wrapped up. You felt that, okay, we we now know. He'd throw in something like the master, you know, uh, after he's just by the end of series three, you know, you see the the hand picking up the ring. But he didn't even know how he was going to resolve that at the time, as we know. Mm -hmm. He's had the writer's tale. I mean, he just shoved that in in the hope that he would think of something later on, you know. Well, I think sometimes sometimes they just.
0: They deliberately. Yeah leave threads in stories just so that they can pick them up later, sort of like, you know, yeah. Star Trek The Wrath of Khan, they had, you know, that, that scene with um, Remember, and then, you know, they didn't know how they're going to use it in the next movie, but they, they
8: worked out how they were going to do it. Well, well I think it's more like software writers, they're that sort of leaving back doors in their software, you know, that sort of yeah. thing.
6: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely.
8: <laughs> so how many TARDIS bones? Yeah,
6: went... To, I went. I'm, I'm sorry, not go not ahead. I'm not going to longer because there's lots of people around, but uh, it was a five out of five for me and uh, loving it. But also, it's great to hear Ken and uh, Jane. I know. So looking forward to the next. But we love the love the live shows, but uh, of course the one thing which we do miss is uh, is hearing uh, Ken and Jane. So it's uh, nice to hear oh, them. Thanks, thanks mate. Nice save. of you to say so. <laughs> and that's all. Congratulations. Okay, cheers, everyone. Thanks,
3: mate. Cheers. cheers. Thanks. Yes. I'm not. No. Actually, um, it's getting quite late here, so I think I better bow out because uh, I'll have to get up late and uh, and feed the little lad and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But um, it's been a lot of fun, guys.
0: Well, you'll have yeah. to get a cot just like the doctors now for um, for, for your baby. <laughs>
3: Yeah, something quite elaborate. I'm not sure uh, <laughs> my wife would be too thrilled, but uh did we can, she, we give it a yeah.
0: Did Lydia see the uh, did she see this episode? Yeah, we would work.
3: <laughs> yeah, all the lovely Gallifreyan text on if the you, side of it. If she
0: hasn't seen this, show her this. At least the the end scene there with with the cot, so she knows this is what we're gonna get. Oh yeah,
3: we we watched it all together. Oh, okay. And, you know she was, uh, she was in. She's really liked. Um, she's not been a, a big fan of the show really in the past, but she's really gotten into it since Matt Smith took the helm and have been taking her back and. Showing her the classic episodes and things, but um, I think she's really been enjoying this past series in particular. So I think she was almost as sad as I was that uh, you know we're going to have to now wait until the autumn for um, for the show to pick back up again. So hey, yeah. how another Doctor Who fan in the making, and uh, George, <laughs> the little one, has already seen I don't know how many episodes of Doctor Who in the past few weeks. So you know I've been I, indoctrinating him. Uh, yeah. he was in the womb.
8: And, and now, you know, now. With, with with Ian's baby, the uh, the Doctor Who theme calms it and sends it. Oh, and really? It
3: was brilliant, brilliant thing <laughs> on Facebook, brilliant, brilliant video. Doctor Who <laughs> baby, make yeah. It. yeah.
0: I'll anyway, have to catch then, that.
3: Thanks ever so much, and uh, enjoy the rest of the show. And I look forward to listening back to it um, when it's on the
0: podcast. Well, thank you, James, as well, and, and thank you. Give our uh, thanks to Lydia and, and congratulations as well, and say hi well, to George yeah, for thank
3: us. Thank you. Ever- <laughs> All right, guys. Cheers. 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 Bye for now.
0: Cheers. Let's see. We have next in the queue is, um, is well, I believe it's Matthias. Oh. Hi. Hello? Welcome to the show. It's good to have you finally on the hey, show. Lewis. How you been?
10: Yeah. I- oh, good. I'm using a standing desk for the show. So I did write some notes down, though. I figured out why Rory is uh, dressed as a Roman.
0: Well, other than the doctor telling him to?
10: Well, it's it's a Latin grammatical joke because in Latin there's there's a paradigm that says I came, you came, we came, we were completing the action of coming, and it, it works with time travel too. I see. Which um, it makes more sense if you see Eddie to, to explain it.
8: Well, it's nice having intellectual people on the show, isn't it? <laughs> Someone to explain and the stuff are- for us. <laughs>
10: Yeah, as far as the grammar is concerned, uh, in ancient Greek, you can literally say, like, uh, river is my pond baby, and it would be river song is my baby. You can just mix up the word wherever you want.
0: Yeah, yeah. as I was saying, in, in different languages, the grammar works differently, and, and the way sentences are constructed are, are different than what you would normally find in English.
10: Yeah, it makes it extremely hard. Um, oh, th- I did notice that there were actually they—they they call themselves the obligatory gay Anglican clerics. The uh, there were there were two males, and I yeah. think it was when um,
0: it was yeah. the the fat one and the thin one, as they as they're described in the credits.
10: Yeah. <laughs> they they, they introduced themselves to the, "Oh, well, you know, we're we're just obligatory gay Anglican clerics. Don't worry about us. See you after dinner, honey." <laughs> it's just it was sort of a at least that's how I heard it. It was sort of a fan. A jab
0: at the uh, fandom, complaining about the gay agenda. Yeah, which there isn't. I mean, it, it's just it goes to the the person that 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 screams it. You know, there's. I mean, for that matter, there's. As I said, there's a strong heterosexual agenda. If you're going to say there's a homosexual agenda, it's, it makes no sense.
10: Yeah, I, I just say there's an equality agenda.
0: Well, that's what there should be. I mean, there should be people. Yeah. I mean, there's a blue agenda by having um someone that was blue in this episode. You know, it just
10: that was my, had to be my favorite line of the whole episode. I'm when blue. I, I can just imagine like the <laughs> when when yeah. he says, "Oh no, he, you know, like, no, you can't take me. I'm old and I'm fat and I'm blue." <laughs> and he, you know, bawling his eyes out. He, he was my favorite character for a long time just because he reminds me of sort of the rich guy in um, his Dark Materials where he's, he's sort of like, oh, well, I know everyone, and I can pay money for it. Mm. Mm. And um, I, Patch Lady reminds me of Mrs. Coulter in the same series because she's taking a child to stop what they perceive to be God because they perceive God to be a threat to the church, and God being the doctor.
0: Yeah, she's done—I I don't have the actress's name, unfortunately— um, I, I can't think of her name but she's she did a great she's doing a great job as that character
10: she was really good I wasn't expecting the clerks and the uh, clerks to take such a big role and it's the way they played it was, it was understated enough that you had to sort of watch for it and if you if you're like me and you sort of like that kind of thing where it's a philosophical debate woven into the story you I, I was just I was clapping I was like yes that's exactly what I wish it was like in real life I mean it was it was very interesting. My my um the headless monks also the reason where they chanted We Are Not a Fool to calm down the headless monks. were are controlled by the computer supposedly. Mm-hmm. I see that as a metaphor for the Pope being the computer and the headless monks being his
8: his uh cardinals. Yeah. Francis okay. Barber puts Sonic the uh, screwdriver, thank you. Yeah. And, oh and the, the actress's
0: for- name, um that that plays um the eye patch lady?
10: No, the, there was a black soldier.
0: Oh, oh, the the yeah, the leader of of the clerics. Uh. Yeah,
10: yeah, and um, that's where I got back from. And the headless monks, when they said, you know, make a donation in in the Catholic Church, with without having any bias against it, when you do become a priest, you do give up everything. I mean,
0: yeah, well, scary. I think that's that's what they were, I, you know. <laughs> I think they were making some comments there uh, uh, about that you know Jim- yeah. which
10: is uh, a very british thing to do I
8: think. Yeah Francis yeah, Barber was the eye patch lady Yeah that's that's what i thought
10: Yeah she was she was really good Um oh and finally Oddly enough, the, after I saw this, which I was a wreck afterwards, I, was, I took a picture, I was like crying, my eyes were red. <laughs> I walk out and I was like, oh my God, are you okay? It was such a good episode, I'd never watched it again. <laughs> Mar- Marley and me, it was, it was a beautiful movie, but I can't ever watch it again.
0: So it, it, it touched you?
10: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was it, I didn't see any of that coming. And when I turned it off, I turned to my iPod to shuffle And I noticed that the song Video Killed the Radio Star matches up almost perfectly to uh, the Doctor and River's relationship. Okay. (laughs) The song Bugle by the Bugle.
9: Yeah,
0: no, I know that I'm familiar with the song. I just, uh, yeah, yeah, that was the first song that that launched MTV, in fact.
10: Yeah, but I guess you have to be really tired and awake at like 3 a.m. looking at your iPod and go, hey, wait a minute, this reminds me of Doctor Who. Everything (laughs) reminds me of Doctor Who. (laughs)
8: You're yeah. talking to people who are usually awake at three AM. Here. Yeah, I, I'm, that's
0: when I'm working. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I tend
10: to be too busy with my medicines.
0: Yeah. So how many TARDIS groans would you give this story, this episode?
10: Uh, I would give it a rare five out of five. It's my favorite story that I've ever seen in Doctor Who, and I've I'm on the Pertwee era now.
0: Wow. Okay. Fantastic. Well, thank you once again, and uh, we're going to get to others in the queue, but I'm, I know you've been meaning to uh, chime in on our live show for some time, so I know it's it's been um, something long coming, so I'm glad you were able to uh, join us today.
10: Definitely. I'll be here whenever else the next show
0: is. Well, we st- uh, stay tuned to our site. Most likely, um, tentatively, it's set for, I think, maybe the Saturday the 18th or ninth, uh, whatever it, that Saturday is. Yeah, I have
10: the app on my iPhone.
0: Okay. Yeah, the 19th is Saturday. Sorry, 19th is Sunday. So the 18th. Yeah, it's it's actually the anniversary of the Gallifreyan embassy. So it's our 26th anniversary. So the, we'll have a we'll have a a party. <laughs> okay. All right. So, uh cheers. Cheers.
9: Sir.
0: All right. Take care. All right. All right. And next up would be uh Terry. Welcome to Doctor Who podcast, Miss 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 Terry Lightfoot. Hello. How are you?
11: Um, it's good to have you. I'm pretty good. How are you?
0: <laughs> Terry's a regular on our meetups on Second Life, so it's good to have her on our live show as well.
11: Yeah, a long time no chat. I'll try to be brief. <laughs> Famous last words. But I wasn't that excited about this episode uh, after it was all said and done. Um I mean, I thought it was fun. There were great bits in it. It was a fun ride, that's for sure. Um, But you know how River is? She's all talking about the rise. He will rise higher than ever before, and fall fall even further. further Yeah. Blabbery blah. blah, blah. You know, (laughs) I'm sorry, but I didn't see the doctor rise further than he's ever. Ridden before or fall. I I think that was maybe the fall is still happening. I I don't know.
0: I don't know. I I think that was a reference to uh, taking over this, uh, you know, this base here without any bloodshed, supposedly, at least not on his part.
11: What? He was indirectly responsible for all kinds of bloodshed. (laughs) I mean, you know, uh, he shows up and and, I mean, him being in the timeline there uh, definitely caused all kinds of deaths.
0: Yeah, and then Darth Skeptical in chat just said that he destroyed the entire cyber fleet as well, so...
11: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Without a blink of an eye that we saw on screen. You know, uh, not much compassion. Um, uh, Yeah, it's a really dark doctor who doesn't see this uh, food. (laughs) Um, uh, I loved all the Fun characters. I really love the Lesbian couple with the, uh, what are they called? The green creatures?
0: <sighs> the, uh, the Silurians. The the, the
11: Silurian, yeah. The Silurian uh, superhero and her sidekick um, from Victorian times. So. Yeah. They're great. I want to see that show.
0: I, it seems like a, a setup for a spinoff, doesn't it?
11: Yeah. That would be a great <laughs> spinoff. I want to see that show. I mean I don't
0: know how I she know. gets around in that time as a Solorian. I mean a hood can only go so far.
11: <laughs> I know, exactly. How does she doesn't go out
0: much, I guess. I mean and people have so, to see in the hood. Right? I can't be you know yeah. <laughs> But again, you can't analyze it too much. If you, if you go that, that that way, then these headless monks are really silly because how they they can't eat, drink, or you know biologically how whatever. Their hoods up? How they well that's yeah. a, that's the a least of their problems right now.
11: <laughs> and that knotted mess that yeah. left behind after they take the head off that that was pretty gross. Um, he right. <laughs> um, good men don't need rules. So he's, uh, the Doctor has pretty much established himself as not a
8: good man because then he says he's got all kinds of rules. Um, Which he breaks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, go to a planet, don't interfere. Go to a planet, don't yeah. interfere.
11: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, those are Time Lord rules. I don't think he really follows that, so... Hmm. But anyway, uh, you know, I, I think I'm just going to end it. That, that, that's pretty much.
0: And so how many TARDIS would you give it?
11: I would give it a three, sort of middle of the road. You know, I enjoyed the last 2 part of more, mm-hmm. actually, even though this one had all kinds of, like, really awesome bits, including a Centauran, which is, like, one of my favorite monsters. I like Centaurans better than Daleks and, and Cybermen. They're just so amusing and entertaining, and they're fun. Um, so that made me happy.
0: Okay, well, very good, and uh, you can also listen to Terry on the Dirty Hooers, right?
11: Yeah, dirtyhoers.
0: So you can check that out. It's a um, you do that with um, with Nick and a couple other people as well.
11: Uh, Sputnik and Fuchsia Begonia, and Sam very Beautiful. good. That's it. Thank you so much for Thank you me do a little review. Well then,
4: soldier, how goes the day?
3: Where the
8: hell have you been? Every time you've asked, I have been there. Where the hell were you today?
4: I couldn't have prevented this. You
8: could have tried.
4: When you began all those years ago, sailing off to see the universe, did you ever think you'd become this? The man who can turn an army around at the mention of his name. Doctor... The word for healer and wise man. But if you carry on the way you are, what might that word come to mean? And now they've taken a child, the child of your best friends, and they're going to turn her into a weapon just to bring you down. Who are you? Oh, look, you're caught. Haven't seen that in a very long while.
6: No, no, you tell me. Tell me. Who you are.
4: I am telling you. But that means... I'm afraid it does. (laughs) But you and I, we, 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 we... uh... Yes. (laughs) How do I look? Amazing. I better be. Yes, you'd better be. (laughs) Sebastian
6: Jenny, till the next time. Roy and Amy, I know where to find your daughter, and on my life, she will be safe. River, get them all home. Doctor! No! Where are
4: you going? Amy, you have to stay calm. Tell me what you told the doctor. Uh, No, stop it. It's okay, Rory. She's fine. She's good. It's the TARDIS translation matrix. It takes a while to kick in with a written word. You have to concentrate. I still can't read it. It's because it's Gallifreyan and doesn't translate. But this will. It's your daughter's name in the language of the forest. I know my daughter's name. So they don't have a word for pond. The only water in the forest is the river. The doctor will find your daughter, and he will care for her whatever it takes. And I know that. It's me. I'm Melody. I'm your daughter.
0: Thank you once again, Dave, for being masterfully putting these clips together for us. I know it takes time and effort, so it doesn't go unrecognized. Yes, thank you. So we're going to get to um, the remaining people in our queue, and that's uh, once again to call into our show, 724-444-7444, and the call ID number for the show is 23358. And at this time, I want to remind everyone about Audible.com, which is a provider of digital audiobooks, the premier provider of digital audiobooks. They have over 85,000 titles, that choose use them, and that covers every genre, including science fiction and fantasy, but they also have romance, comedy, business stuff, and You know, thrillers. Well, we can check it out if you go to uh, slash podshock. And for our listeners of Doctor Who Podshock, you can get a free audio book by going to that URL. Once again, that's slash podshock. And you can choose a audiobook of your liking that's for you to keep for yourself and it's a 14 you get that as um, as a free gift for with a free 14-day trial so you can check out their service and what else they offer so if you Go to that URL, check out the offerings. They have uh, like 187 Doctor Who titles last time I checked, maybe more now. So the Doctor Who titles are constantly growing. Plus, they have other Doctor Who related stuff, including like Sarah Jean Adventures and Torchwood titles as well, and a whole host of other titles that will be to your liking. You don't have to choose, not, you can choose anything that they have to offer. So, once again, to download your free audiobook, go to slash Pachak and get your free audiobook today. Okay, now let's get back to those in the queue. We have a couple other people here, and then we'll round out the show and close things out. And first up is Russell. Welcome back to the show, Russell. Hey, okay.
1: good to and uh, Dave. Good to talk to you. Uh, you know this this episode. I saw it again. I felt like you, and I only got like a partial meal to it. Really.
9: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I, I did like, it was, it was nice seeing the Cybermen again, and, and, and I did know like everybody else. And there was no giant C on their chest. It's
0: C-less, so. yes. That, so. We, a, we have to assume to that they're our Cybermen. At least that's my assumption. You, you would think so. Yeah.
1: And I, and I hope that's not the last we see of them, but, you know, who knows. Um, what, what, I, what I noticed interesting is that he when he went to go get people to help, No, no RTD era people whatsoever. Once again, Moffat is steering away from that whole era of show and not getting anybody from that previous series to help him out this time
0: around. Well, this time around, I don't think he went back any further than his his own era. Anyway, you know, I mean, well, I mean, you could argue that the Cybermen, the, the style of Cybermen that we see here, even though yeah. – and, and the same thing with the Suntarns, you know, he didn't reinvent them. They're still, you know, continuity-wise, they still look the same.
1: Yeah, I mean, all he kept was the jadun, but anything else, he, you know, he, there was great potential there to me. Yeah for Captain Jack or Martha would have been a nice, that would have been a game changer to me. That would have been a shocker. Well, You're he to ha- shock uh, me? He has those
10: people
0: back. He had, Stephen Moffat has been on the record saying that he would like to get Captain Jack back on the, on the series. And I, I think he said it would have made sense to have him on, you know, right now, but, you know, he's off shooting Torchwood. So schedule wise, it's difficult. It's difficult, but I wouldn't rule out seeing Captain Jack sometime in the future.
1: But that would have been a bigger shocker to me. To see him suddenly show up, you know, leading the charge to help him out.
0: Yeah, I I don't think, you know, obviously I think Stephen Moffat wants to make his own stamp on this, but I don't think he's deliberately avoiding Russell T. Davies era stuff. You know, just uh, the inclusion as, you know, as Darth Skeptical reminded in in the chat of the Jadun and, you know, um, and and as I said, the Centauran design and and the, the Cyberman design essentially, you know, still remaining from the Russell T. Davies era.
1: Yeah, but I, I always get the feel with Moffat that he's still trying to make his stamp on it. Well, of course, just, as much as he can. Yeah,
0: and Russell T Davies did that, yeah. and Jonathan Turner did that, and every producer does that.
1: Oh yeah, and and I, and I agree with everybody else that that the, the big reveal of the end really, in, unless you really haven't been watching the show closely, wasn't that really a big of a surprise. You knew it, it depends. she was going to tie in somewhere. Yeah,
0: it's definitely, there was going to be a tie-in, but what that tie-in was,
8: you know. I think the surprise was we didn't find out more. We only found who she was. We still don't know her relationship to the doctor. Well, I think that, yeah, that, that's deliberate whole, as well.
1: We still have the whole tie-in to the young child too, in, in the astronaut suit. I mean, hopefully we'll get some kind of, because there's a gap there now.
0: Well, you got you got to tune in this autumn.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know, and and I I wonder if, if this re- decision was only because of it—the uh, big push to air it in America—that they said let's split it up and make it you know.
0: Well, uh, I, I think yeah. it's also to ease the production schedule as well. You know, I know, um, and and maybe that's what kind of led to um, breaking things up and doing specials. in, was it two thousand? 2009 as well, you know, because it just gets a bit too intense, so maybe they're trying to um, break it apart a bit so so that the cast and crew aren't, you know, under the gun for such a long time.
1: Yeah, and, and it was it was interesting that we had to have a partial Doctor Light and that he didn't show up until 20 minutes into the episode. I thought that was a you know, a nice, nice little twist on it, if you will. I, mm-hmm. I mean, overall, I, I think, it, it, it. I feel like you, Lewis, in like we we got served a lot, uh, but there's still still a lot more to digest, and hoping there's going to be a lot more answers come the fall. I
0: and think there I think there will be a lot more answers, but I don't think everything. You know, I think there, there'll still be some lingering ones out there, but we'll get more answers come the fall. Yes.
1: Yeah, and, and it, it's, it's kind of hard to judge it because it's not so much of a cliffhanger as it's a pause really, mm-hmm. in the show. It's like, we've led you this far, and then you have to wait till we see how much far we're going to let you before we tease you some more.
8: I also agree <laughs> with uh, It's US Who cast Matt, in the chat. Uh, the split was to move it to a fall in future, for future years. And I, I agree with that. Uh, one of the things of having Doc Two in the spring in the light nights is it doesn't really sit that well. And if it is indeed, uh, you know, a move so that in the the years afterwards, it's going to be always a September-October thing. Yeah, because uh, you're thing.
0: competing with summer and daylight and all that. Yeah. Yeah, and, and also I
1: think, you know, the networks are going to be comparing the ratings from the first run to the second run just as a test to see, okay, where did it do better? And if it does do better in the fall, like they probably hope it will, then, yeah, I could see that shift happening too, you know. Just for the sake of being more chummier with the American audiences, and this is the first time they've really had this close broadcast compared to the UK in a long time. So I think it's also a way to kind of increase that relationship with BBC America more to, you know, make it more of a, a U.S., you know, make it more tie in with U.S. programming.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that their Uh, main goal is still the U.K. (laughs) audience. You know, I think that's the – but, you know, whatever they can do to uh, ease the transition to overseas as well. But I think their main goal is to please the U.S., the U.K.
1: audience. No, but of course they want to expand to the U.S. as much as they can. And this is, you know, their way of doing it, obviously. Taking their flagship show and saying, you know, put it on U.S. shores is more so than they've done in ages.
0: Yeah, well, they've been yeah, successful they at it. Of sweeps.
1: Yeah, exactly. So it's funny in a way; they're catching the U.S. at at the end of the sweeps period for seasons, and then at the start of sweeps in the fall. Mm-hmm. So they're almost targeting the two biggest, you know, viewing times for TV inadvertently in the in the U.S.
8: Okay, back to the episode. Yeah.
1: Okay, back to the episode. I, I said I liked it. I thought some of the music in it was good. That that chorusy stuff was was really well on. I thought music, hands down, was was one of the better parts of the show, this episode. And I, I'm gonna have to rate this again because I feel like you guys. It's just it it could have could have been more. And it it didn't feel quite complete. Only like um, a three point five. Because really. It, it really depends on how much they pick up in the fall. I would love, personally to see, some when the show comes back, just the Doctor by himself for a few episodes. Rory and Amy get left behind for two or three and it's just him. And then they get picked up in, in a bit.
0: Yeah, well, I... Just I,
1: for something different.
0: We, we saw that uh, with David Tennant and, um, you know, with the, I guess with the specials and the, there was um, wasn't there one episode where he was uh, pretty much companionless?
8: Yeah. Well, in fact, at the end of this episode, he's left them, hasn't he? It's up to Riverson to get them back. So they might yeah. end up back in the flat that they were in at the start of uh, you know, The Impossible Astronaut.
1: Yeah, so I, I say, I- I hopefully they wrote this in, that this is because of China and maybe just have a little, little couple episodes of less, Rory and Amy, and just Doctor. I think that'd be great. Switch it up. Mm-hmm. They- they've written it in to-, to-, to do that. Why not do it? So I, I'm, I'm hoping that that will happen. Just to change of pace, since it's all mm-hmm. been Amy, 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 Amy. I mean, I mean uh, don't you guys agree?
8: Well, I, I always think it's, it's good to break things it's apart. It's bound to happen. I mean, yeah. uh, that seems to be the uh, meat and veggies uh, of, of the episode. I mean, who knows? It, the, the one advantage of Stephen Moffat doing it is you you really just don't know which way the series is going. But I certainly feel safer in his hands in saying that.
0: But, Well, we, we, can, we can talk yeah. about this in a couple of weeks when we do the, the wrap up. Right now, we want to focus on this episode and not so much speculating about the future.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I, I just, I'm, I'm just hoping it's some things I hope to see. Okay. Well, All right. Well, th- yeah. That, so overall, I, uh, a 3.5, it, 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 great action bits. Rory in the suit actually made sense because he's going to war to get his kid. That's why I look at
0: it. <laughs> All right. And uh, we can so, catch yeah. you with uh, on Rambling with Russell.
1: Yeah, this week I'm going to have a uh, reviewing season three of True Blood is is on my menu, as well as I'll be reviewing a really classic old British show, Robin of Sherwood. I got a copy of. And as oh, well as the, could, Yeah.
8: And where why can are people... Or in. F- people can find no, these... No, no,
1: the, the first two seasons had a different right. actor, not...
8: Right. But and, uh, the where old TV pe-
1: show, and then the movie "Right," and a really kind of interesting independent movie "Prey."
0: And so, where can people find okay. the show?
1: You can get that at http no www rambling dot com.
0: All right. Okay. Well, thank you again, Russell.
1: Okay. Cheers. Thank you, Louis.
0: All right. Cheers.
10: Cheers.
0: Last but not least, Mr. Doth Skeptical is back. The long-awaited. He's been hanging in there. Welcome back, Darth.
5: Hello. Good, sir. How are you? Very good. Very good. Just like this episode was. Uh, a, a fine, fine piece of Doctor Who. Um, I, I loved most of everything about it, but it did leave me with some questions that maybe we we'll get do in a second. Um, the thing that I adored about it was the fact that Stephen Moffat seems interested in This season, as opposed to maybe last season, in creating the Doctor Who universe, as opposed to just throwing a bunch of different alien races into uh, an underhinge, here he is giving us individual members of different species that we know and love, and using them in a totally different way. Um, and I love this. I love this in Star Wars too, where you take a, a species that you think you're familiar with, like a Wookiee or whatever, and suddenly you get not a warrior Wookiee, but you know a merchant Wookiee. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I I think this was great, you know, to have a nurse Sontaran, to yeah. have a um, a a homesian. Uh, selective-esque yeah. Yeah. I just think that all these little little uh, things were great and the thing is every one of these actors was really up to the challenge um, at this point having played their respective races on different occasions mm-hmm. and so we're able to give a different shade to their interpretation of that particular race uh, along with some just fabulous lines uh, so I thought that the The attempt here at world building was really exciting and I know that some people might think well you know it was a little bit too much Um, you know what are we going to do in the next 30 seconds what's the new thing that's coming up you know throwing things at you but I really like that and I even liked I reacted very specifically to one point in it, where we're now into I don't know five or six different uh, reveals of people that we've seen before, races that we've seen before, and then we get to that scene where the uh, the Spitfires come in out of nowhere mm-hmm. uh, to take out a communications array, and Amy just sort of um, explodes with excitement over that, and I did too. It's one of the few times that I've ever actually identified with Amy. Uh, which is great because that's what a companion is supposed to do. It's supposed to be audience identification. But Mm -hmm. for me, right at that moment in the narrative, I was like, this is actually really fundamentally cool. Um, And I think there were a lot of other neat touches here. Um, It was also unexpected, too. That
0: that was completely unexpected. Quite.
5: Yeah. I mean, I think most of them worked really well, including the Spitfire one. I think the only one that didn't work well for me is maybe the, the Captain Avery one, and that, nothing to do with Captain Avery I thought that he worked well mm-hmm. I just thought that the presence of his kid you know made Curse of the Black Spot even worse because Curse of the Black Spot leaves you with the impression that the kid had to stay on the ship in order to, to you live. Know, be to live and yet here he is standing without any kind of attached medical devices he's yeah. just you know freewheeling around the universe which it wasn't even necessary you know because he didn't have a line so why stick him in why not just give us Captain Avery and I'd be done with it yeah um but but by and large i think that all the cameos here worked in a, a way that is you know we might call it uh, Pandorica opens 2.0 um, a much more subtle use of sort of the same idea and it's also the the realization of a Notion or way of looking at the Doctor universe that has been explored in comics, but has never really been shown to us on TV. I mean, you had in the IDW run, you had Fugitive, which was a four issue arc back in 2009, 2010. And, you know, that posited the 10th Doctor traveling around the universe with uh, a Santaran, an Ogron, and a Draconian. And I think this is sort of that same idea. And I I really, really took to it because I am such a big fan of the Doctor Who comic strips. Just to see this come to life was great.
0: Well, just to touch upon that, what I enjoyed about this Mm. episode was that it had a very much a comic book flavor to it. It felt very much like Mm. I was reading a a not, not, you know, particularly a Doctor Who comic book, but just comic books in general. I had had that feel to it, which I enjoyed.
5: Yeah, quite. I mean, yeah, if you remove it entirely from Doctor Who comics, it does have the the exact feel of, you know, an Avengers comic strip or uh, Justice League of America or whatever, where, you know, you know, you've got all these combined characters or combined uh, heroes combining into one mm-hmm. overall team. Uh, but you don't necessarily know, even if you subscribe to that particular magazine, you don't know in that issue which particular heroes you're going to see that week. Or that month, mm-hmm. and and that's what it felt like. It felt like, oh yeah, they're pulling together this great team, and you know who's going to be next. And that's why I was actually a little. You know, we talked a little bit about last week how there was a little bit of tiny spoilerage that went on, and somebody last week said in the chat that the Santarans were coming back, and you know then they weren't that apologetic about it because you know it was released by the BBC. But the thing is, if you didn't know that the Santarans were coming back at all. That would have been an even greater reveal. Yeah, I,
0: I, I, until it was mm. spilled on our show, I didn't know about that. I knew about the about the Cybermen, but, you know, and, and then I had to go to the website, to. And I thought, OK, well, now that I know that those two are coming back, what else? You know, I'm, I'm probably pretty safe to go to the website. And I went to the website and I saw, you know, Silurian. I'm like, oh, no, now more spoilers. Like, right. what's the point of putting it all on the website? If you're not going to show the trailer, if you're going to keep this,
5: you know, under wraps, then keep it under wraps. I think it's a little bit defensible. I mean, it's not something I, I wouldn't have. I'm glad I wasn't spoiled about the Solarian. That was a great reveal. Mm-hmm. Um, I can kind of understand it though because it's not a. It, it, I mean, story wise, it's, it's not giving any ingredients of the story. But right. it's just, I just like to be surprised. You know, just to- absolutely. <laughs> you know, and and I, you know, I can since I was spoiled about certain things, but not about others. I can say definitely it was a better thing to, you know, have the hood come down on the Silurian and there she is. And I was like, you gotta be kidding me. There's a mm-hmm. Silurian. Um, and yet the, the Suntaran, I was like, oh, there's a Suntaran. But at least it was a Suntaran nurse. I mean, that was totally out of left field. Yeah. Um, and, and the Cybermen, you know, they were gone by the, the titles. Yeah. It was like, I'll, I, certainly expected them to be around for longer than they were. Um, but there was, On a a slightly different tack, there were other things that were going through the episode that I really enjoyed. Little nods to other parts of Doctor Who. For instance, the fact that we got, you know, full, clear pictures of the the cyber fleet. And Mm then that that cyber fleet is using designs from the invasion. Um, That was beautiful. I I, I love, you know, we were sort of him and hawing around before, are these our universe or are they cyber somehow? No, they are clearly our universe. And it's not just the fact that they don't have a C on their chest. It's the fact that there, there is actually a redesign that's gone on with the torso. And the presence of these um, cyber fleets and the, the fact that they are so clearly from the invasion um, is... I think proof that they are from our universe yeah, it's interesting I, that we finally get to this point and nothing's really made of it it's, it's all visual cues mm-hmm, it's not mm-hmm. you know there's no narrative behind it at all I thought that was really clever and I'm sorry I'm cutting you off
9: no
0: no I'm just saying that I agree with you I, I think I mm. I was waiting for our Cybermen to return and I'm glad they finally did and I mean th- there's not much made of it but I, I think it's clear that they are and uh, you know and, and, and I'm, I'm hoping that, that what you just said and, and you know Is proof that there are, you know, and you know, then that's okay. They do stomp around a a bit, but they're not deleting, you know, yelling delete, delete, delete. You know, it's just they seem more of the motif of the Cybermen that 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 we know from
5: from the past. Yeah, and you know, who knows? Hopefully, we will at some point. Well, I don't know about hopefully. I don't really like the Cybermen that much, but uh, maybe at some point we'll get the Stephen Moffat. Full-on story about Cybermen, as opposed to these little teases that mm-hmm. he's been giving. But on the other hand, I really like the tease approach because, yes, he keeps fans happy by keeping these characters around, but he's weaving them into the larger narrative about the Doctor Who universe, which is great to me. Yeah, um, I think too, and you know, as far as world building too, there's, you know, that lovely mention uh, that uh, River Song makes about having been at the eighteen fourteen Frost Fair. Um, that is a, it's a real event. So you can take it as a tie-in to the Companion Chronicle Frostfire or not. But the point is that we now have established that River Song and some Doctor, maybe the 11th we don't really know, mm-hmm. um, were on the same ice as the first Doctor and Vicky and Steven. Uh, so it's a nice little tie-in if you want to take it, um. So I, I like that. Not to mention the mention of Stevie Wonder being a part of the Doctor <laughs> Universe—that's fabulous. Um, but don't tell uh, him. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but as for things that I have some problems with, I mean, there are some logical issues here. One thing that's cool about the reveal that okay, the River Song is the child of Amy is that it does explain something that was always bugging me about the Pandora open. Oh, Pandora opens, yeah. Where the... I don't know if you remember this, but River... When they first come to Stonehenge, River is... um, Telling Amy not to spoil her about the future. And Amy is telling her that they have... The last time they met was during the time of angels. Which would imply, if River thinks that's spoiling then that means that River doesn't know who Amy is at that point, because that was the first time that Amy met River. Well, because now we know that A- River is Amy's child, Amy, it makes more sense why River could not have known about Time of Angels, but still who know, know who Amy is. I don't know if that makes any sense. But there. It, one of the neat things about her being the child is that it explains how she can meet Amy and not be all that surprised. Mm-hmm. You know, really, even even in Time of Angels, she seems to... It's not like she's meeting Amy for the first... There's no great introduction. There's no, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, hi, how are you? Nice to meet you. It's all very taken as red. Um that they, I mean, kind of know each other somehow. So that's sort of good. What's a little bit weird, though, about um, this episode is... I don't. I don't get the whole River Song name. We'll just throw that out there. Why does that little—I um, don't know what you'd call that thing—that little scrap of cloth material, which has River's name in it on it, but in the language of the people of the forest? Okay. Fine. There's no water in the river, or there's no water in the forest, but the river. So the name. Well, why did she
0: take on that name?
5: But I mean the name I, I get why
0: pond turns into yeah, river. no, I, I know what you're saying, but you don 't know why, and we don 't know why melody, as she grows up, changes her name to river, river song. to river song to, no. uh, and I guess maybe that might be revealed later on i don 't know, but you I know what
5: but, but it's specifically
0: the melody to
5: song thing I mean, I get why river, why pond becomes river, fine, that makes sense semantically, but there's no explanation whatsoever in the episode of. Why there isn't a word for melody in this other language and why that word changes from melody to song, that I don't get at all. And I don't think that's explained well. It might be explained later. I kind of doubt it, though. I kind of think we're just meant to say, "Okay, both of these words are cognates. So, you know, song means melody, river Mm -hmm. means pond. So there we are. Yeah, I think that's Um, what it is. Yeah, I know kind of weird. The other thing that is I still can't get my head around is um, if you go back to the first episode of the season, you have there the 1100 year old doctor meeting River and they're still doing diaries. Um, Surely that would imply now that River must know that the doctor must know who River actually is at that point in the first episode because that's two hundred years after this event.
9: Mm-hmm.
5: So,
8: but he's pretending how does that not work? to be. He's pretending not to be the eleven hundred. Oh no, he doesn't because he openly admits it at the picnic, doesn't he? I was thinking yeah. he was trying not yeah. to because no. River Song seems to assume it's a similar age one. Uh, you know, not two hundred years in the future. But still, it is a bit difficult to grasp.
5: I mean, that might be something that has to be resolved later or whatever. But on the surface of it, if it's now that she's revealing her, I mean, the, the doctor must know, I don't know, somehow more than what he's saying um, at it, during the first episode. And the question would be, why is he still at that point, apparently, pretending not to quite know whoever River is? I, mean, I have okay. just said that, sorry.
8: Um, yeah. It's River. It's it's um,
5: Amy who explains
8: that that's what they're doing, when in actual fact, when you listen to the two of them in the cafe, they're both having fun about Jimmy the Fish. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, it, it, it's but, Amy who explains to us, the viewer, our Rory that they're comparing, when in actual fact, they may be just catching up like old friends at that point.
5: But they are using diaries to rectify their relative well, yeah, I suppose, to yeah. each other. I mean, and we
8: had the, uh, the embossed thing, didn't we, on the diary at that point?
5: Yeah. But, you know, I mean, those are logical things for another day, I suppose. They're just questions that... I mean, I think I am actually, if I'm completely honest, I think I am actually disappointed in the final, let's say, minute of this thing. Because uh, the whole River Song... Reveal is that a reveal? I mean, I guess if you really weren't watching Doctor Who on a regular basis, then maybe it would never have occurred to you. But if you've spent any time at all with, I I don't know, I I think you'd have to be, frankly, rather unobservant not to say there's got to be some connection between river pond. I mean, river and pond. You know, there's. I don't know. I just I think I was hoping that she would be somebody other than just the daughter of Amy, and and was hoping that maybe she would be mystically, not necessarily a time lord, possibly a time lord. But um, well, she reveals more to the Doctor.
8: All of that part's revealed to us and to Amy with the that yeah. inter- exchange between the Doctor. And her because the doctor says,
0: "Well, that means," and she says, "Yes, it does." You know, and there's, we're left hanging. Well, what does that mean? You know, and mm-hmm. I, I think there's more to It'll it that we still sort of don't know. The
5: conversation, yeah. I suppose, but I mean, still, even if the half that we have is true, and she is literally the daughter of Amy, I find that a little bit disappointing. Um, just because, surely we could have. Okay, maybe we didn't know that River was. Amy's daughter, maybe we might've surmised the other way around. Um, but, you know, because they're both redheads, because they have aquatic names. I mean, we've said this since, uh, since we got the name Amy Pond, you know, when, well before series five even started, that was the first thing that I think most people started talking about in fan circles is, okay, why is she called Amy Pond? I mean, it's, it's too similar to River Song. Um, not to be somehow related to each other. And I, I don't know. I guess I was hoping, even if I was holding out hope for some sort of connection to Donna or some kind of connection to uh, a time-sensitive species or something, but just to be the daughter of these two people, it seems relatively mundane. But we don't know everything yet, and we still have a lot of interesting and cool things to look forward to in the future, so... You know, for now, I'm not really going to knock the episode off for that. I mean, it's still quite a five for me. Um, but um, I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm looking for a little bit more on the River Song front. Uh, not necessarily. I'm still intrigued by all the other moving parts that are going through the episode, through the season, rather.
0: All right. Well, thank you once again, Darth. I always appreciate your insight. Thank you, sir. So uh, if um hopefully you can can join us for our wrap up if we, and again possibly in 2 weeks uh, tentatively so all righty all right well cheers. cheers thank you take care all right we're going to wrap things up here if um i think we lost uh Ken as well uh, he was calling yeah, in from And work, I'm
8: looking in the text. I can't see any ratings in the text. I forgot to give mine. I, I, it's moving from a four out of five up to a four and a half. Definitely something that um, I, I will guarantee for most people. This will improve on second and third watching. Or I should have said that? that uh, Lewis. Well, perhaps I should. Seventh Doctor, four and a quarter out of five. Brummy Time Lord, four and a half out of five. Resident Alien, five out of five. Uh, Cyborg, three out of five. Did you give your rating at the beginning, Lewis?
0: I believe I did. I think I, um, well, I I might have um, given it two ratings. On first watching, I think I might have given it three or three and a half. And then on the second watching, it was four. But again, only because I just felt that you know, it was um, just lacking on on some narrative, but it was for what's there though. I mean, I really enjoyed it the second time around because um, the first time you sort of trying to get your head wrapped around what's going mm, on indeed. and what's going.
8: Oh, so, um, yeah, I, well, we've got some more ratings here. Sorry, well, Sean, fifty nine five out of five. Uh, USU cast Matt. Four and a half out of five. Guest fifty-two. Four out of five. Sonic Sam. Five out of five. Four out of five for guest fifty-one. Three out of five for guest thirty-seven. Um, uh, four out of five for Cat Canavos. Is that uh, four out of five? Where are we? Uh, Sonic screwdriver. N- not sure, but not five.
0: So for it's, it's mostly, I think, no. four out of fives or five out of fives. Even on our website, net, you can vote there as well. There's a poll there and you can give your TARDIS goans And the, right now leading the poll is uh, five out of five with 53 uh, percent, four out of five at 29 percent. And so you can if you listen to this after the live show, you can go to our website, net and vote there. All right. So I think, um, again, stay tuned to our website, net for our next live show, which is probably going to be a wrap-up show probably on the 18th of June, which is the anniversary of the Gallifrey Embassy. And so it will be a celebration of that as well as um, wrapping up the this half series. So, And we have some – if those – there are some people out there that have sent in clips. And our shows have been running – even this show is now well over two hours. So <laughs> – we 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 uh, we have to take live people take presidents over um sent in clips you know recorded stuff but we're not ignoring them we'll just get to them as we go along okay so um i think that's gonna dave any other final? Oh, also dave you can uh listen to dave on the cultum collective which is uh comes on at two o'clock on sundays on talk shoe and dave why don't you tell people how to find the Cultum Collective?
8: Well, we have our blog site at com. It's the Culpdom Chronicles. We've already done our episode, which is already out up on the feeds. No editing, I'm afraid, but hopefully listening the ball too. And uh, <laughs> midweek, we will be putting up a, a commentary on the episode, so look out for that. As, of course, Podshock, it is on iTunes, as well as our own site, and you ID 54821.
0: Okay, well, thank you, um, everyone, for a great show. I'm sorry we ran a little late. It's sorry we started a little late. And thanks to uh, to Ken and James and you, Dave, as well, and everyone that participated in the show. So until next time, cheers, everyone. Cheers. You've been listening to Dr. Who Podcast, presented by the fan run org. Dr. Who is owned and trademarked by the BBC. Dr. Who Podcast is not affiliated with the BBC in any way. Dr. you Podshock theme music by Jeff Smith at thejeffsmith.com. This has been a production of Art Trap Productions and is presented to you by the Gallifrey Embassy and has been made possible in part by supporting subscribers and donations from listeners like you. This episode is also supported by the PodChock Podcast Companion app for iOS devices now available in the iTunes App Store.